Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Inside the Winner's Circle here on the Win Life Podcast with Awilda Rivera. I am super excited today, you guys, because I am bringing the one and only Chelsea Smith. And I know some of you guys are like, you think everyone is the one and only, Awilda. And it's because, obviously, that's why they're on the show. Clearly, (laughs) I believe that they are doing something incredibly right in their lives. So Chelsea is is no exception uh, to that. She has over 10 years of local, national, and international grant writing experience where she is focused on social justice, human development, and education work. Some of you may be familiar with her as her uh, performance persona, Chiquita Brujita, who is all over Instagram promoting incredible dance videos, producing Latinx events, telling fortunes and just bringing general fabulousness <laughs> to a venue near you. In addition to that, her business, Brooklyn Brujeria, Brujeria, you might know for their amazing prayer candles and for some of her other products, like her tote that says uh, magic is fucking real and other great things like that. So not only that, but this young lady is quite well-educated. She has a BA from Wesleyan University and an MBA from NYU in social entrepreneurship. So whew, let me catch my breath for a second. And without further ado, welcome, Chelsea, to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Awilda. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm super pumped for you to be on because this show is all about talking to individuals like yourself who have really stepped into their passion and their purpose. And what I see with you just reading your bio is that there's a real strong thread of this social justice, social entrepreneurship, doing something with a particular intent of helping the community. So talk to me a little bit about how you kind of found your way into that, uh, connecting with that passion and bringing it to be sort of what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I spent um, about my full, you know, sort of working professional career uh, as a grant maker, uh, working at foundations of different sizes here in New York, and you know, really got exposed to a the diversity of ways that. Um, you know, a bit of assistance can help people, right? So whether it's solving poverty or improving the way that we educate young people or, you know, really just trying to make a difference in any realm, um, you know, thoughtful investment really makes um, makes the world um, a better place in a lot of these ways, coupled with really tremendous leadership. Um, and so I was fortunate to learn in, in my role as a grant maker, um, you know, just from all of these incredible leaders and 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 the risks that they took um, in fulfilling their visions, and so as I decided to pivot to more of my art um, and performance uh, passions, I really took a lot of the lessons that I had learned from you know nonprofit executives that I'd been supporting over so many years uh, that you know of resilience and fearlessness and persistence and. Um, you know, sort of vision um, to to see me through. Okay. And you mentioned, you said, you t- and what I want people to really um, hear here in this first part that you shared 
is that, okay, when you first came out of school, you didn't immediately say, okay, I'm going to do this business. You were working in a professional environment, still in a social justice capacity, and were able to take a lot of uh, sort of administrative and organizational tools from that experience that allowed you to take your art and your performance and make it a real business. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, I was working full time. I was in school basically full time um, and had an opportunity, you know, to or really made an opportunity, quite frankly, to present um, as Chiquita Brujita as part of a gallery show in the midst of my you know, full time life. And it was just one project and one sort of point of inspiration that I decided to really kind of latch on to. And it, it has grown organically and through, you know, work, of course, um, to something that now is in fact sustaining me full time and that I've been able to really, you know, double down on. And so it definitely took, you know, more time and more work than I think anyone would imagine. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a process. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's so important. And let me ask you this, were art and performance always something that was a part of your life? Kind of like you couldn't shake it, it was always there? Yeah, I've been dancing forever. Um, when I graduated from college, my father um, had a nightclub that we ran together for a number of years in the East Village. And so I you know, produced parties and events as, um, as uh, a member of my dance company when I was in school and after graduation here in New York for a number of years as well. And so I took a few years off, but I've always been sort of working one life and also having this sort of evening life alternate, you know, alternative persona simultaneously. I think that's been consistent for me. So what I think is also of note here is, you know, for the person listening out there that is kind of thinking to themselves, well, you know, I have this full-time job and I do have this side hustle, right? This side hustle, this passion, this thing that I want to turn into something, but I just don't know what to do. You said, you know, I made an opportunity for myself in the midst of all these things I was doing. I saw the window to create an opportunity to bring this dream more to fruition and as a result of taking that first step making that sort of risky move but betting on yourself now as you said you've been able to sustain yourself through these various revenue streams brooklyn brujeria and chiquita brujita and the events um through integrating you know these this nighttime life and this daytime life yeah. So you also talked about kind of producing Latin X events and, you know, anyone that has been on your Instagram or has looked at your product line sees as there's a real strong um, sort of like Afro Latin, Afro Puerto Rican um, connectedness and expression in your work and in your art and in your products. Um, can you talk to a little bit how this kind of connects with your passion and purpose or how this may be touching into your message for people and how you want to inspire others? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I am, I identify as a third generation New York and Bruja. So my grandmother, um, was crowned Yamaya and was a priestess in Santeria for over 40 years. And my, my mother was crowned Ochun. Um, and so, you know, very much um, a ancestral and familial connection to spirit 
um, to Afro-diasporic um, religion and, and spirituality has been part of my life. Um, but in terms of the connection to the business, you know, I really, I really decided to follow my heart and, I, you know, for lack of a better term, follow my spirit in, in producing these products because I saw, um, you know, they tell you in business to create something that you want to see exist or to solve a problem for yourself, that those are always the best businesses. And so for me, I loved burning candles um, and building altars and um, wanted a product that represented my myself, right? I wanted to see myself in my spiritual tools. And so created a fuck out of here candle as my cleansing, you know, tool, created a, a candle that initially said, um, you know, good luck with that for, for prosperity, um, you know, that's shifted to you got this for a little bit of a better affirmation, but ultimately have taken a, you know, an, an, an ancient practice of, of, you know, bringing light of burning candles, of uh, setting intentions, you know, of praying, quite frankly, uh, to a new generation in a way that speaks to, to them, to us, um, and allows for for reinterpretation of of really ancient magic. That is very, I mean, for lack of a better word, is just dope. As a person <laughs> myself um, of Puerto Rican descent, and you know this about me, Chelsea, that also comes from a family of shaman and of santeros and various degrees. It is, and also a person that is, you know a brown Puerto Rican and definitely connected with that Afro diaspora. It's important that it is not lost, that yeah. you are doing something that is even bigger than our community. Because yeah. like you said, you're bringing an ancient practice of bringing light, setting intentions. And if we wanna really boil it all the way down of praying, to a new generation that has been very disconnected from spirituality yeah. in many ways because of the invent of wild technological apps and everything. So there's no reason why you should ever kind of disconnect. There's probably that there's even an app for that. I know that there's a great <laughs> app for meditation. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, the fact that you've gone analog in some yeah. ways and said, hey, man, you got a direct connection. Use this candle that resonates with you to connect with that and that you're bringing that light and that it resonates with your passion and what seems to be your purpose of really empowering people to step into their true power. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that is what a candle can do, that would be my ultimate goal. I. I've always, um, and I'm starting to see it become more sort of from the ether and into the realm of the real, is this vision of having these candles be like an anchor product for other makers, for other women who are going to market, for other, um, you know, Latinas who have small gift shops, who make, you know, dolls, who make purses, you know, but who can benefit from my proven sort of valuable market products in the same way that you know, basic merchants have always worked of like, I sell it to you, you buy more than one, you get a little discount and you get to benefit from the profit, right? And so if I can also, in addition to, you know, this very broad point of, you know, that I think you're hitting exactly, which is, you know, to spread the the practice of it, right? And the peace and the power that that brings from burning the candles, but also very much, you know, the the financial empowerment, which is a secondary, but, you know, really primary goal of mine, 
um, you know, to share the brand in a lot of ways with um, with others for them to benefit, you know, in that way as well. I think that would be like the ultimate realization of of my vision. I mean, and I think that's very, um, it's very kind of cutting edge uh, because when people think of social entrepreneurship, you know, they think of like a Tom's product, you know, yeah. or a Diff Iowa, which are great companies. Um, but they're really obvious with their with with what they're doing, which is okay. You buy these glasses. I give glasses to someone that needs it. And these are, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am not downplaying yeah. emissions at all. I love those companies. However, I think that there is a place for what you're talking about in a way that in our communities and the people of color community, we have been kind of Amway and Avon people in the past. Yes, absolutely, um, we kind of were the original MLMs, you know, Tupperware yep. and all of that. And I've been really saddened in recent years, maybe the last like five to 10 years to see how uh, taken advantage of our communities have been by different new MLMs coming up and, yeah. you know, kind of preying on this entrepreneurial spirit that exists among people of color because they are really trying to get up out of whatever their situation is. And really anybody that comes from lower means is white people too, immigrants, whatever, you know? Yeah. So the fact that you're creating a product with a mind to give some people some of the profit and, and that's actually in your design and in your intention when you're creating it is, you know, not only innovative but the way that you start an economy yeah you know and it's cooperative based i mean i think it's a fundamental shift from you know if you want to think about you know social entrepreneurship right like a warby parker a tom's a sort of buy one give one you know still maintains very much this um you know colonial for lack of a better term or patriarchal or you know however you want to prescribe it um sense of you know, take from the rich and give to the poor. Whereas I think that, you know, my candles are for everyone and I've managed, you know, to have it be that they self-subsidize fortunately, right? So sure, I sell, you know, probably 10 times as many fuck out of here candles right now as I do Ashe candles. But the fact that I have both in my product line allows me, you know, to maintain the interest in selling both, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that as a fundamental concept really has 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 legs that have yet to be fully realized when you start thinking about how to structure business um, so that it, it doesn't it doesn't consider the the social the social piece or the philanthropic piece of it as an afterthought, but rather, you know, considers this cooperative aspect of, of profit sharing, quite frankly. Um, you know, from the beginning. And it's not to say that, you know, I'm going to, you know, just give away all my money or that this is, you know, a fully nonprofit endeavor. But um, the possibilities, I think, are really quite tremendous, um, you know, but they take a lot of work. Yeah. And the other thing that you just hit on that I think is so important is the idea that, and I hope people that are listening at home are able to kind of extrapolate and and apply this to themselves, whatever industry or whatever path they may be on, which is be really clear about what the intention is that you're coming to this process with. Yeah. And then beyond that, if you're in business, right? Because Chelsea is really sharing a lot of valuable business acumen with you all right now. If you're in business, 
really understand what the how the structure of your business can affect your brand, can affect the growth capability, and how incorporating others into that profit share from the beginning could actually be the best thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that with Chelsea. I mean, and if, if you guys are unfamiliar with her and her product line and sort of her energy and her vibe, I really <laughs> would encourage you to check her out on Instagram because it's not just candles. Like we've touched on the events, but I, I want to talk about that a little bit more because Chelsea has been able to do what a lot of people aspire to do, which is to take this multifaceted passion and in an authentic way, integrate it um, so that she doesn't feel like she has to make herself three people, right? Mm -hmm. But still having three separate entities. Because, you know, people look at me and they're like, well, well, you do these three things, they work well together, so you have it all on one website. Sure, <laughs> right? But Chelsea, even though the three things work together, she's been able to kind of categorize and compartmentalize them in a way where they elevate each other but are still independent. That's an amazing way to put it. Well, I'm grateful for your summary. Talk <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit about, you know, so they can understand a little bit about maybe how that process was for you and how it didn't compromise your passion or your ability to execute. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that because, it, you know, and it's when you're doing it, it doesn't feel that way, right? You're sort of just taking the next logical move or trying to not drown in the production of, you know, a six week production cycle from one party to the next or whatever the case is at that moment. But, um, you know, I think that I've been blessed to have an amazing education, right? Like many sacrifices made um, and was really, you know, on behalf of my family for me to benefit from that. And it, as a result, you know, they say that's the one thing that you can't take away. And so I bring, you know, the fullness of who I am. And very much of that is informed by, this tremendous education and the um, the the you can't tell me nothing a lot of the time <laughs> energy that I bring to the table right and so in doing that it's enabled me to step quickly into positions that quite frankly I was you know on paper maybe unprepared for but um, you know from a transferable skills and enthusiasm mindset was able to step up into a role. Um, that you know either no one had created or nobody wanted or didn't realize was needed. Um, and in terms of the events and things really pull things off that I've been so proud of and, you know, more than anything have been able to provide space, um, especially, you know, as we know, in increasingly, um, just urgent and fragile political times for, for the, for the community that I'm blessed to be a part of here in Brooklyn and, and in New York. And so, you know, I think that it becomes mutually reinforcing when I consistently just show up, right? Um, and hold space, um, as you were saying, like this analog piece of it, because, you know, you can you can do all you want online, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if you're going through it, like showing up and being able to actually sit down with me for a reading or connect with me and have a hug, um, you know, and me making myself available, you know, to, you know, my immediate people, but to people beyond that as well, like if you're local, I think, I think it makes a difference. And, and by having parties, right, they're able to connect with each other that, in a way that allows for them to find new friends, find new lovers, find new support systems, right? In this very intentional space. And so I think it's a long way to say that I, I 
I didn't choose any of these particular paths, um, you know, sort of as as thoughtfully as I, you know, did structure my business goals. Um, but it's been really beautiful and and really serendipitous. And I really have to credit, I think, spirit and very strong guides and just moving in purpose with, um, you know, allowing for it all to blend so seamlessly. Yeah, Chelsea. I mean, and and as someone who's had the the honor and the pleasure to just see you step more and more into this this role, and you know something that you said just moments ago, I hope the listeners were really paying attention, which was, listen, I bring the fullness of who I am, whatever those skills are in the moment, to whatever I'm doing. So whether you're someone out there that's saying, well, you know, I haven't had the same education as Chelsea, or I maybe am not in the same circles, that is shouldn't limit your thinking. There's yeah. a certain enthusiasm and the willingness to be present that Chelsea is really highlighting and underscoring here that she is also giving credit to as being an important part of certain um, trusting in you know, that she's talking about here, that when you get really clear, as some of other other guests have talked about, and you get really honest with yourself about what it is you're trying to do, then you have to trust. Then you have to move with that, that purpose that she's talking about, that strong intention. And look, even if you're someone who's listening and is like, listen, you know, you lost me at the spiritual guide thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Think about it more like your gut. Think yeah. about it more like that in that that feeling of knowing when you should be moving in a certain direction. And think about it more in terms of like being really brave and embracing the opportunity to step towards the unknown, but the unknown of something you want versus just running away from things. A lot of us spend a lot of time just running away from things we don't want to do. I don't want to work in the corporate world, or I don't want to go to graduate school, or I don't want to have a traditional family. But what do you want? Yeah. And I think something that Chelsea has talked about, and you can see in everything that she shared in terms of even her events, it's all about what she wants to see around herself. She created the candles because she wanted to see a reflection of herself in her prayer tools. She created the events because she wanted to create a space for people like her to connect, grow, have relationships, develop memories and new experiences and have a healing space. You know, she tells fortunes because she wants to encourage people to be as connected to spirit as she is. Yeah. So whatever it is that is your thing, you know, let that be what informs you and moves you to, to serving others in whatever way it is that you are called to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And your community will find you as a result. Right. And they'll need you and it'll grow and it'll transform. And so, I mean, yeah. And it, 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 I describe it as spirit. Right. But it is very much, you know, to me, my definition of spirituality is this connection with your consciousness. And so being able to, as you said, trust your gut and think about it like the moon. Right. I, you know, I have I have so many moments on the daily, on the hourly, on whatever it is that I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, and when you work for yourself, I think this entrepreneurship, but, um, you know, particularly when you're taking a path that's like not even a trodden entrepreneurial path, right? There's sort of a recipe to doing a tech startup, for example, even though that always has its own challenges, like, you know, I feel very much like I'm I'm kind of clearing brush on this one. Yeah, you're, um, very, you're having an Ogun moment right now. Yeah, girl. <laughs> and it's just kind of like you got to just have, you know, deep, resilient faith in 
in yourself. And that includes knowing that if something is not working, right, not just that you just, you know, kind of keep barreling ahead, that you have enough wherewithal to be able to identify where you need to course correct. And that can mean, you know, this candle's not working, nobody's buying it, I got to, you know, cut it out of the cut it out of the line or whatever, or, or that can mean, you know, people, right. And so I think um, the ways that we are able to uh, develop those skills are different for everyone. Um, but I'm blessed in that my business and my path really, you know, what has ultimately been um, kind of a, a moment where I had a, I had a steady sort of nine to five kind of job. And then all of a sudden, something that was secure was no longer secure. And I was sort of forced in a lot of ways um, to really take a deep look at, at what I was doing and decide if my business could sustain me or not. And I decided that it could, right? And so in those moments too, you have to just take that leap of faith, you know, a, a rational, you know, look, but you don't know when it's going to happen. And, and, and because I was forced to do it, you know, the things that were not serving me or were draining energy or just were taking too much, um, you know, got taken off my plate. It wasn't even something that I chose. I just literally could not anymore. And so I didn't. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've been better. for Yeah. That. And I mean, gosh, there's so much again that you have shared that I think can really apply to anyone, whether they are an entrepreneur or a career professional. There's something about, again, being connected with your consciousness just understanding who you are, who you are on an energetic level and allowing your connection with that to really help guide you in general in all your decision-making. The other thing you said is yeah. your tribe will find you. So those of you who are budding entrepreneurs or you know, are coming into a new industry or a new company, you know, keep being authentically you, keep showing up, holding space, doing what you feel you are there to do and your tribe will find you, you know? The other thing that I think you said that was so powerful was be willing to course correct, whether it's in your personal life or in your professional life. You know, people like Chelsea don't just happen, you know, like, <laughs> that's a little bit of an inside joke for you guys listening for, uh, from a program called Prep for Prep. And it's true. Leaders don't just happen. They're made. You make yourself. You yeah. step into this power. And, you know, you have to choose to, to make certain decisions that are going to benefit you long term. And sometimes that is being radically honest with yourself and being like, this isn't working or this person is, you know, bringing me down or whatever it is. You know, so yeah. I think, Chelsea, you have really shared so much in this short period of time. One last thing I'd like to ask you before we before we part ways is if there's one thing that you want someone that's listening today to take away in terms of how they could win life, you know, in, on their own terms, what advice would you give them? Goodness, what a question. <laughs> Um, winning life on your own terms to me means finding and preserving your joy. And I think that there are endless ways to be able to create that space, even in the most dire of circumstances. Um, you know, and even when it gets so bad that you kind of have this feeling that all you can do is laugh, right? Um, I, I think the winning your life is about taking even the smallest step on a daily basis you know, if it's if it's an affirmation that you have to write down that just says like, you're fucking badass, you know, you're awesome, 
um, you know, and, and write that note to yourself. Um, and if it makes you smile or, you know, dance in your kitchen, like I did, you know, um, to set yourself free, like sing in your hairbrush, right? Someone said that, like, we'll release tension on a daily. Um, but win your life by doing things that allow for you to feel uh, your most you. And think about how you feel in that moment and what the dreams of that happy person look like. Um, and then take small steps to achieve them. Mm, that's beautiful. Find and preserve your joy. Make sure you create and safeguard the space to do that. Take daily small steps to the dreams of that happy person. Now that is powerful. Thinking about the dreams you have when you're in your happiest state, because you know, yeah. they could be very different than the dreams you have when you're not in a good state. And one is your real dreams and one is not. So I think that's a powerful way to end it. Thank you so much, Chelsea, again, for being on the show. And everybody out there listening, get out there, take this advice and go out there and win life.